Hello and welcome to the PhD Life Raft podcast. I'm Emma Brzezinski and today I am talking to the awesome Leanne Sobel. We're talking about the PhD and parenthood. We talk about mum guilt. We talk about the importance of reflection. And we also talk about the magic of Monday morning coffees. So I do hope you enjoy this episode. Hello, Emma. Talking to me at half past six in the morning. You are a legend, (laughs) a legend. Um, Thank you. Thank you for this so much. I'm really looking forward to chatting to you. Um, I have to confess that we know each other. um, And we know each other from from all sorts of things, really. But mainly now you're in PhD Circle. So I get to meet with you every month. PhD Circle is... is, um, a, a gorgeous group isn't it um it is it really we is meet every month and support each other basically on the PhD journey yeah what, um, a, what a lovely gang it, it is to be part of so really, really yes. gorgeous people um <laughs> of which you are one um oh. and thank you so much for saying that you'd come and come and talk um about PhD in parenting that's what we're going to go into because I think I that as I was just saying before we came on, this is such an important area, and so many people um, are are doing that thing. And I, th- I think to sort of hear from you and your thoughts on that um, would be really useful. But before that, um, I always ask people to tell us a little bit about their story. Um, so yeah. tell us about you. Well, thanks, Emma, and, and thanks for having me on. Um, so look, I've I'm. I've come at PhD a bit later in life and have done a bit of, um, you know, working and a bit of studying here and there through my career. So I, um, I did an undergraduate in visual communication straight out of high school and then went and worked um, for a period of time and then some years later decided to do a Master of Management and then that that was fantastic being able to study um, as, an, as a mature student. Um, and then at that time, I did a research project, which is where I had the idea sort of put to me about doing a PhD, that after doing my master's, I really wanted to get into practice. So I, um, I sort of said, I'll think about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and 10 years later, mm-hmm. I found myself working uh, in a research centre so it was practice-based research at a university and um, the opportunity came up to do a PhD and really it kind of was the next step for me so that's how I came to be doing what I'm doing and I'm a year and a half in now so yeah second year (laughs) how and how is that how's the second year going for you oh it's good I'm finally into collecting data and um got into the flow of things which is great uh and I've I feel like yeah like it's you know, I think this stage of the PhD it's like oh hang on I'm opening up a new mm. a new stage into it but definitely mm. um the first year was difficult just because yes. of all of the 
the, the COVID lockdowns and things like that. So it's actually really nice to be at a stage where I'm able to collect data and be able to meet people again and really get into it. So, yeah, it's Brilliant. going well. Thank you. Brilliant. And it was a big <laughs> step for you, like you said, coming out of that that um, work environment and, and all that that you had built up and, and established a high level yeah. professional career and coming yeah. into the PhD there's there's all sorts of challenges and renegotiations as part of that there really is it's a strange thing I, I was I was working at, at the I'm at the University of Technology Sydney and I had been working in a professional capacity there and then suddenly to sort of take on full-time student status whilst also having professional status mm. <laughs> working mm-hmm. status um, was quite interesting and um and and still is actually but um i think i think coming at it um with a bit of a a, a work working background and that experience has really helped to to navigate some of the difficulty that comes with phd and um making your own plans and running your own time um or coordinating your own time but um Yes, yeah, it is. It is a bit of a, a re- re- that's a really nice way of putting it. It is a bit of a re- renegotiation, I suppose. Or yeah, trying it's to, been so trying to work through things to see mm. you bringing all that experience that you had, the, the way in which you can manage projects and you can set set targets and all of that that you can bring that into your PhD. Um, so this is a whole other interview I need to do with you. Yeah. <laughs> and actually, we did. There were a few things we were thinking. Well, what can, what what should we talk about? And we could have t- we could have talked a lot about that because you have a lot of experience and wisdom in that area. But something that that um, is really pressing is this: this you have little people in your life. Um, yes. So that <laughs> is a whole another dimension to the PhD journey. So, so tell us yes. a little bit about about that. Oh gosh, yeah. So what I didn't scatter in amongst my how I got to my <laughs> PhD was the fact that, um, yeah, look, when I did my masters, I didn't have kids, and so that was fantastic. And you know, to be able to spend that time studying and choose how I spend my time with that freedom, I think is, um, you know, was such a, a delight. And yeah, I think sort of before I, I had. Um, I had my first, so I've got a, a five-year-old and I've got a two-year-old. And um, I had my first before I, I, I was sort of in professional consulting and then I really still wanted to, to do research and so I came back into a research setting at the university whilst also being able to consult, which was great. So it was always about finding that balance between, it's always been about finding that balance between doing the work that I really enjoy and feel like I can contribute value to towards and balancing the needs of family life mm. um mm. and then uh so so I, I went off after working in that uh, gorgeous team for three years I went and had my second um babe and then after that that's when this opportunity to to undertake a PhD came up and of course it wasn't just something I could just say yes to there was a lot to consider mm. And, you know, I think it's also important to say when I'm talking about this, of course, it, it, it is about having kids, yes, but also I think the same goes for anyone who's in an, any kind of caring yes. roles. Yes. Um, this idea of, of balancing um, 
you know, the, the needs of others really whilst also being able to make time for yourself and to know that you can move forward. Yes. So, um, yeah, so it's a, it's a challenge but, um, you know, I, I went into it with my eyes wide open. I'd, I'd been having conversations with some of my colleagues for probably about 10 years about this idea of doing a PhD and I know every time I talked about it, I'd go through the motions of what would that look like, what does that look like financially, what does that look like in terms of my general, you know, <clears throat> my my roles and and looking after kids. And I think when when I had kids in the in the room, there was just some real practicalities around what I could and couldn't do, um, nice. and whether or not it was a smart idea to take on a PhD at this point. Nice. Um, nice. So yeah, it's a it's it's been. Um, it's it's been manageable, and I think it's but it's also um, because I've had the right sort sort of supports in place, and I think that's the key message there. Yeah. So, so I think we just need to acknowledge that you are awesome. So that let's just oh. acknowledge that, and the, and the way in which you you have thought thought things through and did that kind of thought experiment in terms of like okay, um, what's possible and what do I need to put in place? And I know that you've done a lot of, of that kind of work and we'll get to that in a minute because I, I think that you, I'm sure you've got some really good advice to share. <laughs> but I just also want to note then, so you started, you started your PhD with a very small person and an yes. under five. And yes. then you went, well, then we were in lockdown too. So you had that as well. So this is kind mm. of, this is intense. <laughs> this is extreme it, parenting, right? <laughs> oh, it was extreme parenting and um, call out to every single person who was at home with small ones. Yes. So, yes, yes, my first year of PhD was with a one-year-old. Um, yes. And, yeah, so there was all of the kind of navigating, moving through one-year-old and four-year-old I, I yes. guess you could say yes 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 um so navigating through all of those <laughs> one-year-old needs um you know you're still not getting a whole lot of sleep I was still working um and we're all in this weird um strange sort of gift of the time but also a bit of a pressure cooker so yes. um that was quite that was quite challenging because we we're all at home we're in a you know small apartment um trying to navigate my husband's work responsibilities with me trying to get started on a PhD and um also get some work done like it so it was just it was actually impossible <laughs> and I think I think the beauty of that is that everybody understood it was impossible um mm. so we just did what we could and at that point what I could do is in between sort of looking after the kids and um caring for that for them I was looking at ways I could um, support my PhD studies even through the technology side of things so I, I wasn't able to have the brain function to <laughs> to get in and read I mean who could possibly read and digest and make notes and note that time it was just impossible mm. so I, I did, yeah I did what I could and I think um, I think we, we got through it but it was really challenging and in fact I talk about that time as being an experience where my brain felt like it was burning. There was just so much that was meant to be done. Um, but yeah. and a, a really that's a really powerful image um, of your brain being on fire, um, which I'm yeah. sure a lot of people can relate to. I am sure. Um, yeah, and yeah. what you said was really interesting, actually, wasn't it? In terms of people understanding, there's a, there would be a level of understanding of like, oh yeah, this is this is a lot, isn't it? This is a lot to handle in that moment. So I wonder yes. then now. 
how does it feel now then when you still have an awful lot on your plate and I am sure there are still yeah. days when your brain feels like um burning <laughs> how how is how yeah. is it now yeah look it, that time also came with settling into like I was I transitioned out of work so I had about mm. six months where I was working still in the same team and a couple of days a week and and then also trying to figure out how I'd move into research that so there was a bit of that fortunately because I've been working in a research role there's a lot of um, knowledge that I brought with me around that so that transition was was okay but there was still that moment coming in and um, but you know I think as soon as uh, our restrictions started to ease and and we were able to go back into the office that was a really big step for me Mm. um, Mm. because that separation has become really important. So ah. um, some days it's really lovely. I find being at home a gift, like it's just easy. But the truth is that I take my um, youngest son with me to daycare at the university. So I, I have this routine where my, and my eldest has actually started school this year, so we had to, we had to change up our routine again. Awesome. So um, between my husband and I, we, we have a... Um, checks and balances in place for the for the week in terms of who takes my eldest to school but then um I'll take I always take my youngest with me to work and then I set up for the day um so that's a really great um routine and just yeah having that space I have my own desk at work um and I I found that I treat it more like going to work and that yeah, it is. It's my job now. And so I go in and I drop my son off. I sit down and I have some strategies to get into the work. And then I do my work for the day and then I pick him up and then come home. So it's been really nice to have that that routine. And strangely enough, though, it's there's only a few of us there in the office still. I think a lot of people are still working from home. But for me, having that space um, to think and we often talk about that having that expansive space has been yes. really important and that's been a real change for me um, yes. and as we go on the more and more people are around so the, the more conversations I'm actually having and that helped me think through my PhD so that's that's been great too um, I think the environmental yeah. thing is 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 really important um, and you know for on a, most people are, you're on a spectrum and for some people it's incredibly important um, and and that's why lockdown was so particularly difficult um, yes. and but this sense of having having a space where you work um, and setting yeah. that up and being able to like I love how you said set up for the day and then equally yes. shut down at the end of the day the sense of yes okay, here I go and now I'm finished um, and yeah. so even if that is at home there's a sense of a kind of a establishing and, and, and taking it down but this sense of actually being able to be in a different space and it's brilliant isn't it people now are able to be go to the library or go out to a coffee shop whatever whatever it is if they feel they need to work in a different space they've got that yeah and I, I'm a bit nomadic like that too. Sometimes I'll find I, I, I move around the building. Like you know, luckily I work in this uh, gorgeous space where I can do that. But sometimes I do find myself in a local cafe too. Um, it's just I think it's also just where I'm. I um, feel like I can be most productive for the day. That's what I it comes it. down to. I yeah. love it. I love it. So this is so we so now we're getting into the now we're getting into the nitty-gritty of it. So so number <laughs> one is this sense of this kind of this this have your space and and your routines yeah. and your space. Anything yes. else that you you're kind of from your discoveries um on yeah. this journey? 
Yeah, and I think discoveries is is the key word, Emma, because truly I I sit and sort of reflect about what's working and what's not working pretty regularly because nice. Nice. Um, sometimes I hit a bit of a wall and it just depends on where I'm, where I'm at in terms of the yearly cycle. But, mm. you know, more recently I, I was reflecting on the fact that a lot of the PhD um, sort of tips and, and support is is around, you know, things that just, uh, I don't know, that they're hard to achieve sometimes when you're a parent and, and like one of the one of the ideas is that, you know, one of the ideas that people talk about is getting up in the morning and writing and for me that's really impossible and I'm right. sure many other parents <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Yep. Um, relate to that. Like, you know, the, the, the thing is... Um, I can't be when I'm when I'm writing and when I'm getting into my studies. I'm I'm, I'm almost not present anymore. Mm. And to have a little person wake up and say, "Oh, good morning, mum," and <laughs> suddenly like this, like what? Oh, hang on, I'm trying to get into my work, and so mm. it's just mm. not. It, it, there's this thing about being present, right? Um, mm. Mm. At mm. the right times and being in the depths of your your work, um, and, and being able to have that nice thinking space without little people around and, and you're also your significant others let's say mm, so yeah. um I found it, that that's yeah well I was just going to say there's, there's, there was something about I remember when I was having a massive dose of mum guilt there was something yeah. about the kind of the transitional moments in the day yeah. and I was saying you know if you if you are present if you manage to be there for the in the morning when they wake up um uh, you know, well, either either transition will do, but that transition of morning when you wake up, evening when you go to bed, that kind of you can bookend that with your with your yes. children. Those times are the are the kind of key times. So I was like, okay, at least I'm present when they when they're waking up. That's that's me. Um, <laughs> yes, yes. So I so that sense of as you say, then that, so this becomes a real challenge in terms of kind of going. Well, this potentially is is a golden writing time. Yeah. That's right. So I think I think that's why the kind of the the, the nine to five is is really nice too because right. I know I can do it within that time. Right. And let's say you know weekend work. Another 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 thing. One of my colleagues was talking about was the best piece of advice that he got was to always do a bit of work on your PhD every day. Now, when he said that to me, of course the intentions were good, but of course my eyes sort of hollowed <laughs> at the thought of that because I was I was reflecting on you know the weekends and it's not there's just not the opportunity for me unless by design by intention I'm out of the house and I'm in the office at which point it's sort of like this beautiful me time it's a it's a gift Mm. on the weekends to be doing work um can I do that so um but the the flip side of that of course that advice is good and that, that there is reason for that because on Mondays um or Tuesdays because actually I, I share care with my son on with my husband's on Mondays. We always have he has a day with us, um, so we alternate our, our Mondays with him. So it might be Monday or Tuesday when I start back up again. Um, uh, there I have this sort of strange cognitive dissonance where mm. I go, oh, hang on, hello, study, there we are again. So mm. because weekends are so full and busy. Um, and then you kind of step back into work. You have to have this little moment, I find, for myself where I get reacquainted with my study and where I'm at. So I think the advice is solid, you know, try and do a little bit of work of your PhD each day. But where, where you can't, it's about acknowledging that you need that time. I think for, me, 
for me that I've acknowledged for myself that I, I need that time to say, okay, right, where are we? Mm-hmm. And and get back into it. So so for me, um, I've built in a bit of a strategy where I, I might sort of meditate back into that. So I drop my son off, I'll come and I'll just have a moment where I've got, gone and got a coffee. I'll have a quick sort of, you know, five-minute meditation to get, kind of get into the day. Um, and then a recent um, bit of advice I got from a friend of mine who started her PhD this year was, no, the one thing I do is I just make sure I, I read while I have a coffee. And I said, oh, that's just such a great idea. So I started doing that and it, 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 that feels really just um, so natural to do that. So I've been really, um, it's really helped me to build some momentum, yes, to keep reading and be in material, but also um, get reacquainted with, with where I'm at. And, of course, um, planning planning out my week. So at the start of the week I do have um a lovely planner, which um, Emma and I have talked about before. Love a and planner. So I, I really, yes, a planner. I've set, so I set out um, what I hope to achieve for the week and sort of the key um, three things that I want to get done. Sometimes I, I achieve that. Sometimes I don't. It doesn't matter. They're, it's written down, so it's there for me to come mm, back to. For mm, so mm. the bits that I don't quite finish one week, they carry over to the next. But that really helps to keep me, give me momentum and, and to stay really focused um, for that period of time. But I think the, the key in that is also being open to the fact that sometimes you have these ambitions and then the wheels fall off. One of the kids gets sick, you're out for a whole week and just actually go, oh, okay, that's mm. what's happened. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Um, and, and making peace with that and then picking it up from where you were before, Yeah. Oh, I love that so much. I love that so much in terms of the space that you're allowing yourself and to kind of to ramp back into the work. Because I think it's coming from a place of abundance, this sense of, yeah, okay, so this is my week. Look at this delicious week ahead of me. What am I going to do with my time? I'm going to take my time to get back into that flow rather than going, oh, my God, right, Monday morning, I've got to do this, this, this. Because that other energy, where would that take you to? And I just love that you're kind of, you're, you're, you're starting your week in something you can look forward to. That's, I was yeah. with you with that delicious coffee. <laughs> I was there. Um, and, oh. and this kind of sense of a treat. And look, here I am. I've arrived. It's Monday morning. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and and I won't lie. I mean, there are there are times where I do start to get a little bit panicky, and and that mum guilt you mentioned before yeah. creeps in. The, the the sensation that I have sometimes is, oh my gosh, you know, like I'm I'm not with my kids, and or I'm paying daycare fees, and I've got to make sure I make the most out of this time, you know, because my fun, my my son my my fun son, um, my school age son, he um, he goes to after school care um for three days a week and so yeah of course there is that that Mm. sometimes that mum guilt of making sure I get the most out of my time but when my mind goes there I just start to get into that um sort of panicky uh, guilt mode and it's actually really not productive at all so I just have to try and channel that you know you know have gratitude for the time that I do have and just try and get the most out of it There, there are some days where I'm just tired like we've had a sleepless night or someone's been up <laughs> having chats with me at midnight or whatever it is and um I don't have the brain function that's that's been the the hardest thing I think right. is managing that you know your brain the, the capacity to be thinking right. and reading and doing this sort of work right. so there are just some days where I have to go well 
I'm, I'm just going to have to fumble through. Maybe even some weeks where I just say, well, I'm just going to have to fumble through. I'm, I'm having a really tired time. But as long as I keep moving, I'll be okay. And that at the end of the week where I can see how I have and reflect on how I have kept moving and have kept progressing, it, then I, I realise all, all is fine. All is, all, all is not lost. Yeah. As long as I keep moving, I will be Just okay. Keep moving. Brilliant. Yeah. I've written that yeah. down. I've written that down. And I think and that qualifies in small things. It doesn't have to be big. It's just, yeah, I read that page. Wow. You know, I'm moving forward. Yeah. The bar yeah. is so it, it doesn't need to be high. <laughs> it's just about getting getting on with it. And um yeah. Well, as we know, as we know, if you set the bar too high, it's just paralyzing and then and then you don't yes. do anything so you're kind of yes. keeping moving point? and what I loved what you said a little bit before about this that where you are in the cycle of the year and there will be different mm. moments where you'll be moving at different paces and that you'll be able you know have different capacity um yes and you know you spoke about that flow state being really present in your work and having those moments when you are just in the zone and things are happening and that's amazing um yeah but that's that is never going to happen every day for anyone um so acknowledging that I think is brilliant and knowing that keeping moving sometimes yeah and it doesn't yeah sometimes it's enough and it could even just be I don't know putting in um sometimes it, it for me that movement isn't in, involving just like putting in time to have a chat with my supervisors yes. or yes um or uh you know writing a paragraph or I'm, I'm actually really rubbish at writing I have to say I think that's because I I find it difficult to to do that on a regular basis because I'm just darting between activities and you know I'm I'm, I'm also I've also should acknowledge that I'm I'm still working for the for parts of my PhD so I'm full-time but there is a need to work so there's also the balancing of that um which I probably should have mentioned from the outset too actually because we both knew that we didn't but that is that is also on your plate as well that is also there and yeah yes it's a bit of a juggle but of course another energy it's another reason yes it's it's another reason to kind of I have to get reacquainted to, to where I'm at with my study but yeah. for the most part with work now the rule is for me that I have to be doing something that's synergistic to my studies and fortunately for me there's there's work out there um, plenty of work out there in my domain that can be synergistic so I'm, I'm grateful for that but of course you know even if it's teaching or doing a bit of um, consulting project work um, it still does take you your time away so um I just you know I just have to be careful with that but it's a an essential um part of my work my weeks you know I have to be working to help um help with the daycare fees and you know help with the cost of of living and things like that but I I do find that actually that again the silver lining to that is I find that the work that I do actually inspires me in my um in my project in my PhD project work so I think it's actually seeing it as as part of the the whole experience, um, and I, I, I realised that <laughs> um, I realised that when I hadn't been working on projects for a while, and I'd, I'd had all this luscious time to be working on my PhD, and then I stepped back into work, and I thought, actually, it's 
it's helping me to be more focused and probably be more productive to have that work for whatever reason, whether it's to do with the amount of time I have on my PhD project or whether it's to do with what it makes me think about, what it's made me read, what it's made, what kind of conversations it's, it's um, inspired me to have. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's the, yeah, it's in the mix of life, isn't it? How you, how you try and balance it out well. Again, that's why also the bar has to be <laughs> set in accordance with where you're at. And I think having to work and, and do PhD is not an uncommon experience. I think for the most part, most people have to do that. So, and yeah. I, and I just want us to, to um, resist us saying it's a low bar because I suppose it's, it's a realistic bar. because It's, it's a realistic it's, bar, it's, yes. You are a human being with a lot to manage um, and just maybe come it's, at, yeah, sorry. If maybe it's not about the bar. Maybe it's about it's it's actually just about being a bit kind to yourself. Yeah. That's that's a better way just of saying really, it. Yes. Really important. Really important. Um yeah. I love this. I love that you are there's a kind of reflective cycle yes. throughout what you're doing as well. And and what I think is so positive about that is this sense of the the um opportunities that you're looking and going, okay, well, I can tweak it, I can change it. What is working well is that question. What what's what's yes. going well is the question. Yes. And I, I just I love that. And this sense of, okay, well, things can shift and move. Yes. A recent um I had a recent experience where well, we um we have this routine where I would sort of leave around five o'clock and go and pick up my son and by the you know, sometimes I'd even push it till six and then go and pick him up and then there's this mad rush getting home and then Basically, from the hours of five to eight is like no-go zone. It's just chaos. Yes, 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 yes. And I, thought, I looked at that and I went, why are we doing that? Because, yeah, like we, that's what kind of what we were doing before when we were, my husband and I were working for, um, for you know, um, what am I trying to say, working. Um, and, it, and I just went, I do have that. PhD has also given me a bit of flexibility with yes, my time. Yes, so yes, yes. I actually looked at that and I went, oh, hang on. I'm really enjoying this time, this in-between time with my sons before work, after work. And so um, just recently I went, well, how about I try leaving at four and seeing how that works for us so it sort of smooths out um, our nighttime routine because, of course, that could be so stressful. Mm. Um and and even now I'm looking at I sort of got into this route uh, this um, habit of the second shift, so yes, <laughs> coming yes, in and yes. and doing the kind of the six till eight and then the kids are in bed finally you know we've had our dinner have a cup of tea and then right so off we go again yes, <laughs> and of yes, course yes, I don't yes. think I'm looking at that going yes it's essential at points you know sometimes I have to do that to get work done or part of my PhD work done, you just sometimes I do do that, but also it's probably okay not to do that every night. So, yes. um, yeah, so my, my husband and I sort of have been getting into that routine and I'm going, well, you know, maybe we don't need to do that anymore. So, again, that's also coming back out of COVID. I think we've, and I'm sure others reflect on this as well, suddenly we, we had to work in different ways and the shifts became essential. Yes. But now... Um, but now that's not required. So, yeah, I'm just looking at that again, going, right, let's see how we can balance things out again. Love it. Um, I love it as yeah. a kind of iterative process. It, it um, is, yeah. I'm aware of time, um, and I can talk to you about this so much longer. And, I, and we've already got some really 
useful. Thank you so much for this generosity of spirit, allowing us a window into how you manage it all. Um, oh. Is there anything else? Because I always ask for a top tip at the end, um, which is always a ridiculous question, but I think particularly in this situation is ridiculous. But is there anything that you, you'd like to, to uh, share or reiterate as we close? So um, I, I have two things that I wanted to say. Um, one on the sort of a personal level and making sure you look after yourself. Mm. And this is something that's been super helpful for me and it's not for everyone, but again, along the theme of like movement, <laughs> um, one of those things that I find that I can do in the mornings is go out and get exercise. And so that's been a huge thing for me, both physically and mentally, mm. um, just to kind of to, to start the day. So every second day I'll go out and do, I have this lovely little boot camp and um I boot camp is not it's by boot camp it's not super intense but it's just about moving and and having some exercise for the day and um my husband and I kind of share our mornings to do that and so I find that's really helpful to get started in the day so I prioritize that um amazing and I found that really helpful um often we talk about meditation or doing something like that but for me movement's really important Mm, and mm. then along that theme I've because because um when I put the kids in care, of course, that's time that I, I get to look after myself. And I think it's important to also note that when you're looking after others, it's really important to make sure you you find time to look after yourself. Yes, yes. And so on Fridays, I've also been going for a run. And I found that super productive. Not Running's not for everyone. I acknowledge that. But um, I think it was, um, Emma, you talked about that book. Um, burnout out by the Nagoski twins. Yes. For me, yes. Um, I thought that's a really great way to close out the stress cycle and also wind down for the week. And, um, you know, it's sort of this nice trigger or nice way to kind of say, okay, I've, I've done my week and then I'm sort of moving into the weekend and wrapping it up. And so I've, I found that really such a lovely habit to get into and it's looking after me, yes, my body, but also that's really helpful for my my mind and it's it's me me time so even if it's just going for a walk or or whatever I just I think movement's really helpful and just looking after yourself in in whatever way whatever way that works for you so this kind of that like to share and then I think it's just um, uh, yeah we talked about lowering the bar yes it's not lowering the bar I think it's just about being um yes gentle and kind with yourself and um being adaptable so when things don't work I've often found myself just I I sort of get myself stuck because I'd fight what's come to me so you know if 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 the kids got sick um sometimes I find that really a difficult time because I'm fighting the fact that I don't have the days ahead of me as I had hoped to be Mm. able to achieve what or get through what I had hoped Mm. and that just doesn't help it does it does nothing um to to um to to my own way of thinking and it does nothing for my work so I think what I've learned from that is just to accept what has been put in front of you at that time and COVID was a really COVID is still going on but um, a really good reminder of that when you're sick or when something comes up and you have to take care of somebody else or some other business just to accept that and um, go, okay, right, well, tomorrow's another day and we'll just see how it goes because fighting it just doesn't help. And 
I think that's part of the being adaptable, be reflective, look at what's working, what isn't working. Um, if if for whatever reason um, you've got a routine that's just driving you mad, stop and <laughs> see how you can change it because there's always scope to change and tweak. And for me, definitely in in learning how to PhD and parent, um, it's it's been about that. And um, I think having also having supervisors that get it um, when I talk to them about where I'm at um, has been has been helpful to support that way of changing and pivoting <laughs> what's going on um, in terms of, uh, of of PhD work. So, yeah, I think it's it's just about having an open communication with your your network, your support crew, and um, and being willing for yourself to to make changes and. Um, yeah, no. just keep moving. That's all no, you need to Just do. keep moving. This is the motto, people. This is the yeah. motto. Yeah, thank you so much for all of that. Um, you're welcome. You're an inspiration. Um, <laughs> and I, I know it's going to be really helpful for a lot of people. That that book you mentioned was Burnout, and we will. I'll put the links um, in the in the show notes for that. Um, thank you. I'm gonna I'm gonna let you go and um, start your day now. <laughs> thank you thank you so much for being here it's been a pleasure thank you emma thanks so much for having me thank you all for listening 